gonemobile.io. It's Gone Mobile. Telerik UI for Xamarin is a collection of more than 70 Xamarin forms and Xamarin wrappers. A theming mechanism with a built-in predefined theme, predefined Visual Studio item templates, MVVM support, and more. The toolset offers fast loading, excellent drawing capabilities, pixel perfection, and stunning UI, all while providing flexible customization. One C-sharp project, three native mobile apps. Release your inner .NET Ninja and create awesome cross-platform mobile apps with Telerik UI for Xamarin. For more information or to download a trial, visit Telerik.com slash Xamarin dash gone mobile. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Mobile. It's uh, it's been a little while, John. How you been? Well, I've been uh, busy working, all work and no play. But um, I see that you've been up to a little bit of playing. What were you doing recently? I was. I had a couple weeks of vacation, so uh, a quick trip down to Atlanta for a music festival, and then a, a week over in the the Netherlands. So that got in the way of some podcast scheduling a little bit. But but I'm back and refreshed now. But I think you found some pretty good beers while you were over there too. So. Possibly a few too many, but uh, it was a good time was had by all. <laughs> but uh, super excited to be back on, you know, get, getting into recording some episodes again. We've got an awesome one today, obviously, and then a few more that are going to come, you know, shortly behind this one. So getting really getting back into the swing of things here. Um, and, you know, with that out of the way, let's let's just sort of get into it. So for this episode, we're, we're really excited to have uh, Stanko Nikolic and Boyan Misic here uh, to talk about their open MVVM uh, project that they're working on. How's it going, guys? Hello, everyone. We are very good and we are super excited to share uh, what we are doing this summer uh, while many of you were camping and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, while, while people like me were taking a little bit of vacation, you guys were hard at work, and that's, that's why we have you here. Um, so, so what you built is, uh, is, is you know, a, a flavor of an MVVM framework. So I, I guess to, to just start out with, um, I'll ask the, the obvious question of, you know, there, there's no shortage of MVVM frameworks out there uh, you know, it seems like at some point I feel like every developer sort of builds their own, you know, even just to learn the patterns and stuff. Uh, but what made you guys actually decide to go ahead and, and create and publish your, your own new framework? Uh, yeah, but we were uh, almost uh, uh, working on almost every project here uh, related to Windows uh, phones once they come up. And uh, we have created a lot of uh, prototypes, semi-products and stuff uh, that are useful for for our internal development, and as uh, the stuff were going, uh, we have uh, we have been uh, uh, forced to move to other platforms to to cover Android and iOS applications, and uh, so many things uh, come up every time we need to to develop new applications. So we created internal libraries in order to cover everything, and uh, there was a time we used uh, uh, Prism and open MVVM light and stuff like that. But uh, as uh, projects get bigger, there is uh, always new stuff to add. And we decided to wrap everything up in a, a framework. Uh, and we decided to go, go open source with it. But after, after a while, we uh, come up with the really cool stuff that comes up that no other frameworks uh, on the market uh, have to offer. And uh, that is the most uh, critical uh, thing that uh, pushed us to open source. 
and that was this uh, web view part. We will talk about that later. So is that the only thing that you know sets OpenVVM apart from other MVM frameworks, or like are you doing some other things differently besides the web part that we'll get to in a bit? Uh, well, we started with the uh, uh, API we we wanted to have. We were very familiar with the Windows Phone API and earlier Silverlight, and we wanted to that have uh, to have that uh, uh, signature uh, in uh, Xamarin uh, applications and in Android and iOS, and that was a challenge. And we created uh, the similar uh, lifecycle uh, and everything for pages for navigation service for application management. So we, we did the same thing for those uh, platform based on Xamarin forms. And then we uh, do one step back and said, okay, we will have the same contract layer for every platform, whether if you're developing for Android on iOS using Xamarin or uh, developing applications in Silverlight or universal Windows platforms. So we uh, created really, really portable uh, API and uh, that API is uh, at the point we created it, it, there was no no such frameworks. But later there were several uh, similar frameworks, but with the different APIs. So we left it uh, if everyone uh, can decide which one to use. If if he li if if the people come from the Silverlight or C Sharp world, they will probably choose the API they are familiar with. So we offer this one. But as I said. Uh, there is more to it and not just uh, this API. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, most people kind of uh, developing these libraries have taken the opposite approach where Windows is maybe kind of the afterthought and you guys sound like you've you kind of focused on Windows as as your, you know, shining example of an API and moved it to other platforms. Um, what other platforms are you supporting and and this approach, because you took this approach, you know, were there any challenges in, in bringing this to other platforms? Oh, certainly, we had a lot of challenges with the uh, Xamarin forms when it started to to be uh, uh, production ready. Uh, it is uh, uh, there. There was a lot of issues with uh, asynchronous calls, with uh, uh, pausing uh, and uh, canceling back actions and handling back buttons on the different devices and stuff like that. We wanted to have. Uh, all, all page lifecycle events we used to have in Windows. As you know, Windows is the uh, latest API that uh, appears and that it, maybe it's a, uh, it has the best architecture for us, but uh, a lot of things need to be implemented costly on, uh, customly on other platforms. And we had really, really uh, big issues with, with uh, Android and iOS having uh, all that stuff covered. Uh, and uh, apparently when we were working on Xamarin Forms part of this framework, uh, it was not uh, open source. So we had a really, really great challenges, but uh, we managed to, to uh, build great application on top of it. So we decided to, to go to open source with it. Cool. And I, I like to dig in a little bit more on the this sort of Xamarin Forms side of things that you're talking about, just to, to make sure that I've got my head around the, the sort of relationship here. Um, so if I'm understanding things correctly, it sounds like your open MVVM takes a, a hard dependency on Xamarin forms then. And then are you using forms for your like sort of the navigation and messaging and all that sort of thing? Or uh, is that not the case? Uh, that's not the case. We have a, a 
our core assembly that is uh, truly cross-platform, uh, that is not depending on anything. Uh, it it uh, it's uh, after that we have our, our navigation services, for example, if, as a starting point when you build any application. Uh, you have implementation for the universal Windows platform for the uh, Xamarin forms uh, because you have to uh, use frame plus page a pattern on some on some uh, platforms and uh, we used uh, Xamarin forms pages to do navigation but we implemented navigation service ourselves based on on that controls that Xamarin forms brings and uh, we we were using that and beside that there is no uh, any other dependency than if you want to de develop on Android on Xamarin forms you will get the core assembly which is basically uh, totally cross platform and then you pick uh, implementation from the contracts for the Xamarin forms and uh, include that in your project, and then you're good to go. So do I have to use Xamarin forms if I'm targeting Android and using OpenVVM? Uh, actually, no. Uh, you can use uh, Xamarin forms in, if you want to use uh, Xamarin forms, but you can use Xamarin and uh, another UI layer which I want to cover today, and this is HTML five UI technology. So basically you can use uh, HTML5 as a design language and still use C sharp in backend using our framework. And just just before we get into the because I want to be able to make sure that when we get into the the HTML part of this we can really dig because I I think that's a lot of the the really cool stuff that you're doing. Um, but just one more callback to the the forms questioning there. Like if I was a developer coming into this project and you know I had the option to take a forms dependency or not, like what are sort of the the reasons or the advantages or disadvantages of say just using straight up Xamarin iOS or Xamarin Android or taking the dependency on Xamarin Forms? Like, what does that get me if OpenMVVM also has its own sort of, you know, navigation stack and, and all that stuff? Uh, well, for, for the non-Microsoft platforms, we have covered uh, Xamarin Forms for mobile devices. Uh, Xamarin, uh, without Xamarin Forms, is not covered in our framework uh, because it needs to be it can be supported, but we didn't uh, implement support for binding layer for uh, technologies that are not uh, Xamarin forms. So if you want to use Xamarin, you can use some uh, platform services that comes out of the box with our framework, but you cannot use uh, binding and uh, you don't have implementation for that yet. We were not focused on that. We were focused on this uh, mostly used uh, approaches and this one new one. <laughs> yeah, this is... Gotcha one of the reasons where, why we open source the project because we hope that people will um, contribute to our framework and add new stuff. Yeah, we saw that there are other, other frameworks that, are, uh, that gives uh, binding support for, for um, uh, Xamarin uh, Android without Xamarin Forms. Uh, and as you know, this is framework based on MVVM pattern. It depends, strongly depends on binding mechanisms. So we need to have that support and uh, we basically we have no, no so much free developers to contribute right here, <laughs> and and this reason we would go in open source. So I think then we're ready to dig into this, uh, you know, uh, HTML5 part of things. Can you kind of give us a just an overview of what that looks like exactly in your application? Yeah, actually, we were meaning uh, C sharp developers, and uh, we were forced one moment to to. Uh, 
do some Cordova projects in Visual Studio. And uh, we had a really great experience working with Cordova, but we had uh, issues with, we were C-sharp developers and we wanted to use C-sharp and Lambdas and all the other stuff. Uh, also, we had really, really uh, tricky bugs with, uh, with JavaScript and we had a uh, situation that junior developers have really a uh, hard time developing in JavaScript on the uh, way we wanted. So uh, we had several situations where we wanted to have C-sharp back no matter which technology was uh, at the UI. Uh, the other thing is we were trying to, uh, while, while developing this framework, we were trying to move so many things uh, to, to the cross-platform part. And there was always a question from my team if we need to put something uh, in the UI layer or to converter layer or to view model layer. And I always told him that uh, if you want uh, something to be reusable, you need to put it uh, into, into cross-platform module. And if you uh, are targeting some, some UI uh, part of the application, uh, design it like you don't know which UI technology is used. And then one, one time I said, Imagine that you have HTML over there, so you cannot uh, set button dot title. <laughs> and uh, that was the clicking moment. I was uh, wondering if we can build the binding layer that will support HTML uh, without need to to write uh, JavaScript. I mean, uh, end users uh, don't have to, to write business logic in JavaScript. And uh, that idea was really really interesting. Uh, we come up with some experimental sample with uh, Angular. We built a framework uh, using Angular that can uh, communicate through SignalR down to C-sharp code. And uh, we built a binding layer in C-sharp and a binding layer in JavaScript. And we managed to have some kind of uh, uh, HTML plus C-sharp view models. But Angular itself is really, really uh, robust. It's not designed for, for such things. Then we moved to, to Knockout as it was something uh, the closest to, to what we wanted. We wanted a lightweight binding layer in JavaScript and uh, just uh, we want to uh, put messages to the C-sharp layer, not to have any objects uh, stored in, in JavaScript. So Knockout again was uh, really uh, depending on, on um, object model of JavaScript and uh, data context and stuff. So we come out with a custom solution. We wrote framework from, from the scratch and we put all the basic stuff there. Uh, it will grow at the, at the time, but uh, so far we had uh, achieved all cost, all uh, mostly common use scenarios uh, with it. Uh, binding layer. So basically, you are uh, designing HTML5 user interface with uh, custom HTML5 uh, attributes like data bind and stuff. And uh, all those messages are transferred through any technology you want down to a C sharp layer. Uh, we have that part uh, covered at several different ways because we want to target more platforms, but we will come to that part also. 
<laughs> That's cool. So then effect are are all the apps built with Open MVVM then effectively hybrid apps in terms of the the UI sort of Cordova style or their uh native components that you can mix in as well. So yeah, we we built one uh app which is really cool with this framework. So uh, the application is used was used for a conference here in Belgrade. Uh, this is one of the largest conferences for Microsoft community in uh, Serbia. Um, and what we basically did, um, we had a similar conference in the past where we developed an application for Windows phones when Windows phone was, uh, you know, among three biggest platforms. Um, and what we literally did, um, we had a guy working with us who was really good at web tech uh, technologies and he knows how to make really good stuff uh, with JavaScript and HTML5. And then we said, you know, why, why can't we use his knowledge and at the same time reuse our, our previous application for that different conference? So what we did is basically we pulled, we pulled all the business logic from the previous application and we gave it to him to make to make us really good UI um, with you know HTML5 and JavaScript. Um, and it really came out to be a good project. Um, I don't think we open sourced it yes, but we will do that. Um, yeah, application so. itself will be open sourced also. Uh, that was a really, really interesting project because he was able to do uh, the application uh, the best he can and he was HTML5 designer and he was uh, creating uh, uh, UI using technology he knows, using CSS, using controls he, he knows, using libraries he knows. Uh, he implemented also, uh, for example, pull to refresh or something like that. Uh, all the other cool stuff in there and he was basically just uh, barely, he barely knows what we were doing uh, under it. So he, he used the prototype with Knockout and he uh, after that we just replaced Knockout with our our framework and uh, fixed the bindings. So uh, basically uh, in in terms of uh, of uh, technologies, yeah, it can be uh, called hybrid application because it's it's using hybrid uh, UI layer. Uh, but uh, all, all application logic, all uh, device depending stuff are uh, compiled to, to the native using Xamarin, so uh, related to Android and iOS. Uh, so it's really a strange mix of things because <laughs> we, we used to, to, to uh, utilize HTML as uh, ultimate cross-platform technology and uh, also use uh, a portable class library later .NET standard to push application logic cross-platform and then we're using different uh, let me say runners just to run it on the some platform so we are not tied to Xamarin but we can use Xamarin for Android and iOS and we can use universal Windows platform we also have built for for Windows presentation foundation desktop applications using HTML5 through WebView so we have uh, a lot of stuff uh, there and I will I will let community decide if it's really uh, a hybrid or not but it's 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 uh, I, I would say it's a proud hybrid <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but I'd say that, that that's the part that's most uh, you know, uh, 
motivating us to continue and work on this because it's the most challenging and it's really a great feeling when you see that working. Uh, yeah, there is really yeah. a lot of technologies that suddenly start to talk that never talked before on such devices. So we, of course, we had a technologies like uh, sp.net we have uh, html plus c sharp code but this is a single page application uh with c sharp and html and that's something that is really new so i want to dig into the the actual like view declaration and rendering side of things a little bit here <clears throat> um i see in your example you know it just looks like you're using all the the normal html elements i would expect so yeah i mean you're letting the web browser controls take care of actually rendering the the html that you you then you know, do the, the data binding work in with, with your layer. Um, do you have any, you know, like, do you swap out any of those uh, elements or, or add any helpers to do things like you're mentioning the pull to refresh? Do you have stuff like that built in uh, for developers to use? Or are we kind of all on our own with just a, a web view and, and whatever HTML we can throw in there? Uh, well, we, we, uh, while we were developing this application for, for the conference, we, we saw several opportunities for for doing actually that. Uh, one one of the thing it's uh, uh, beside this uh, navigation effects pull to refresh. We also saw that there is a need for a lot of converters. Uh, visibility converter is actually one of one of most common used. Uh, right now uh, we have several several of them uh, in, uh, embedded into this application, but we will. Uh, uh, offer that as extensions for for this so you can uh, write whatever you want and then just uh, include that through a nuget package or something like that but we have not uh, extracted that everything yet it's really new framework and we were uh, hardly expecting some feedback from the community first in to know in which which direction they like us to go but we were we were expecting that to to that need need of that so do you find like yourselves or maybe other people who are using the library using like other open source uh, things that maybe Cordova developers would be using to add like certain styles and stuff to their HTML? Uh, yeah, we we, uh, we think that you you will have to use something else with it. It's, it's really, uh, really basic functionality right now. We will need to have such a thing. Uh, we will try to to use other frameworks in order to to uh, try to have applications look more uh, uh, native look and feel with the components. And we have tried to uh, include some some HTML5 libraries that were not designed for this. Uh, and we have successfully include include those controls into this sample application. Uh, as Juan said, we will. Uh, also push it to github to so people can see what what uh, can they do in real real world application not in a hello world example so basically uh, besides uh, hammer js and uh, several other uh, controls we have not uh, covered that in our project but uh, if we see anybody else working on 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 uh, similar projects with our framework we will uh, kindly ask them to support us and to push it to GitHub. So you mentioned publishing your, your sample application to, to show people sort of what it's like to actually to build an app and, and make an app that like looks and feels like a, a real native app. I mean, is there anything, you know, either now or, or in your plans to, to include in OpenMVVM itself in terms of, say, 
you know, style sheets you could apply to make Android feel like Android or iOS feel like iOS or anything like that? Or do you imagine just sort of pushing that down and saying, um, you know, just letting developers handle that? Uh, to be honest, for now, no, because we are uh, we are doing this architectural stuff <laughs> uh, so far. Uh, there is obviously need for that, uh, but that is something that uh, I would like to community to jump in and help us do because we are not really designers; we are <laughs> software architects, so we we know the, the, under the hood <laughs> what to do. But in, in the terms of design, we are not really good in that. So <laughs> I would like the community to help us with it. Cool. And then in terms of the the views that you're defining, I mean, it sounds like uh, one of the big goals is to have a, a shared view layer even across these different platforms. Um, is Are there opportunities to sort of mix and match that approach so you can have some shared views so, and maybe some views that are really catered to being, say, uh, an Android style view or an iOS style view if, you know, if paradigms on those platforms differ or things like that? Well... I'm not sure. It's maybe a tricky question. Uh, we know that that part uh, is is uh, uh, fir- first comes up when when you use Cordova. All, all people use maybe you're using Ionic or something like that. But uh, we were not focused on that part. We were focused on more interesting part. I will I will tell you tell you later. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. that part is was not not top priority for us. Cool. And then in terms of, um, you know, going back a little bit to when you mentioned that, you know, you you had your your designer who really knew HTML5 and some JavaScript stuff, and they just kind of went crazy and built a really nice UI. Um, what did that look like in terms of things like if you want to add, say, animations or, or things like that? Is that all defined just in JavaScript and CSS then? Or does the framework do anything there? Uh, no, actually, framework should not do do, do that uh, in the first place by design, because uh, you don't know how to do animations uh, if you abstract all UI layers. So, basically, uh, if you're using XAML for universal platform, you're using storyboards or stuff like that for for animations. So, basically, uh, you can use uh, you can. Uh, firstly, we thought that uh, it would be like zero JS projects, but actually, as you are doing design uh, on XAML, you will have to design some storyboards and animations and other stuff that are not really C sharp. Uh, like there, uh, you can uh, use any uh, any library you want to achieve some uh, uh, user experience effects on UI layer, and you can use existing. JavaScript library is there, and that will not affect application logic. So basically, uh, that is achievable, and we would not. Uh, th- th- it's not question that we uh, didn't implement that. We just want existing libraries to be used because we want to uh, move current experience and people with uh, a lot of knowledge to to do the things their way using our framework. We don't want to. Uh, write everything again we just want them to to uh, we want to uh, have designers that they not they not have to learn xaml they already know html css and we want to have their knowledge out of the box that was our idea but it it, it is zero, uh, zero js for business logic yeah absolutely but not for ui 
So I want to talk a little bit about the binding system that you were mentioning before. I mean, you you said you tried a, a few other different um, JavaScript libraries to do this, and ultimately you settled on your own. Um, so what kind of performance uh, have you achieved with your own setup, and how do you go about handling the communication between the JavaScript and the .NET world? Uh, we, we have tried uh, several things. Uh, we had issues in real-world applications and we polish things up. Uh, we had issues with uh, uh, JSON serialization of the data contracts and stuff like that, but we uh, managed to, to uh, fix it. Uh, the main issue, as I said, was to, to grab the message, put it down, and uh, have a C-sharp layer handle it correctly, and then, again, from the C-sharp layer, layer up to UI layer. And we have, uh, as I said, we had some some um, prototypes. We using Angular. We were using uh, uh, SignalR to communicate between those technologies, and we had a really interesting uh, consequence of that because we were uh, being able to have applications running in a browser while using uh, while designers are developing design. So. Uh, and the one more uh, extra on that, that we as developers can open the same website on our machine and watch them what they're doing. So if you, if if they are uh, entering some text in text box, we can see them typing. And if they are doing navigation, we can uh, do everything they, because we we use the um, SignalR broadcast uh, for that. And that was really interesting uh, side effect of of the technology. And uh, later. Uh, we uh, go out of the signal R because we use the Xamarin forms, uh, Xamarin, uh, Xamarin uh, web view control, native web view, not Xamarin forms, and uh, it has its uh, ability to call uh, JS from C sharp and vice versa. So we used that. Uh, so we implemented that uh, communication layer for every platform we support differently. So we use. Uh, Android control, web view, and its ability to communicate to support uh, that communication in Android. In iOS also, we have uh, using Xamarin, a web view control. And uh, uh, also, we were still trying to support web as a technology, and we have implementation of SignalR communication layer also that is uh, working uh, in order to have application running in a browser. So we have all three technologies and we have the same contract there so you can write your own communication layer no matter what technology. And then bring, that, that was uh, the thing that brings us to, to the really great possibilities of this, this technology and that is that we once tried to port it to .NET Core itself and it actually works. So we were able to run our application on a Linux and a Mac. That's really cool. <clears throat> yeah, and I can imagine what a lot of uh, cool scenarios being unlocked just by you having that sort of communication like bridge divide there and some sort of pr known protocols for going back and forth. Like even just thinking out loud, I can imagine sort of even using it as like a record and replay sort of thing. If you want to watch, like record all the, the things coming out of the business layer and just replay those to the UI so you don't even need a backend live or just to see it sort of in action or regression test and things like that, like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. There is almost one, uh, one scenario we wanted to, to try and that is uh, 
a remote application scenario when you can uh, uh, host your application in uh, Azure Service Fabric or something like that and then just open it from the browser and uh, then go to the other machine, just log into your session and continue working on your application. So that was some cases we were uh, uh, researching in our lab, but we don't have yet supported it in the framework. But that is something that is on our mind, so we can use uh, those uh, remote apps and because we have this communication layer between and we can do uh, almost everything we want uh, just if we achieve communication between those two layers. And as I said, we can uh, run HTML on our, almost every device and that's something that is really cool. And if you cannot run C Sharp, we can run it remotely, for example. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. So what about the, the performance side of the, the binding system that you have? Like, did you run into any sort of problems either through, say, like, you know, finding that bindings were sending through too much information or it just took too long to process on the JavaScript side? Or like, what does that look like? Uh, yeah, we had the issue with the, with the too much information <laughs> and we were doing to, uh, a really good work to optimize that. And uh, we we have open tickets for that uh, even now. We have a, a really, uh, it's, it's really interesting because we, we first, uh, we are working to cover almost every imaginable scenario with unit tests, uh, especially if it comes to uh, binding of lists and the lists of lists and lists of templates with lists and stuff like that. So uh, you have to know which uh, context is valid when and uh, if you change the data, which context uh, should, needs to be flushed and stuff like that. Uh, so uh, based on that, we are right now building a strong function, a foundation uh, of unit test, which will allow us to see if any optimization is affecting any scenario. So uh, not not in case of, of uh, uh, faster execution, that is our goal, but uh, we don't want any optimization to lead to a bug having not updated part of the screen or something like that. I'm really curious to see how the performance differed between like your SignalR uh, communication and using just like the browser uh, JavaScript evaluation methods. Like, is that is that a pretty efficient way? To do things, I've always wondered that about those uh, JavaScript uh, evaluation methods on the browsers. Yeah, it's uh, it, we we didn't have any any uh, opportunity so far to really measure it how how it's uh, how it performs. Uh, we did the uh, development of this one end to end application, which was available on the Apple Store, uh, but uh, Apple Store, but Play Google Play Store. Uh, but uh, it, that application was really behaving normally as as you would expect it. But we have not uh, conducted any any tests comparing to other platforms or comparing to <coughs> to other scenarios. So uh, we will do that for sure. Even just anecdotally, did, were there any sort of noticeable differences between even just say platforms like how iOS web views? you know, perform and handle the, the types of commands you're sending them to versus Android versus Windows? Uh, well, in development, it's really tricky to measure because uh, we were mostly using emula emulators and uh, debugging configuration on the real devices. Mm -hmm. So uh, it really depends on the amount of data you're debugging. <laughs> so so basically, uh, we don't have such a data yet. 
but we will have so sure for sure we want we want to to get to to get uh, as much as we can feedback from the community uh, in order at least we should know uh, if our work is is meaningful and if uh, community will accept this approach and help us build new new way of building mobile applications and desktop applications for sure why not uh, Linux and Mac is really uh, something where .NET Core is coming to, and uh, we, if we can target those platforms where with kind of desktop application, that is something that uh, can be, I, I think, the first or <laughs> second second uh, way of doing that with C Sharp on those platforms. I don't know. Everything that Xamarin Forms uh, have something uh, these days that with the plans, but. Uh, this is another approach, and I think that it can be interesting for those platforms as well. Uh, backing up a little bit, just uh, when you first talked about the model, you know, you were adopting from Windows Universal or Windows Phone um, and bringing it to other platforms. Were there a lot of issues that you found with how you handled the actual life cycles, specifically on like Android and iOS, and how that translated between platforms? Well, we we had a lot of issues uh, because we started to work with this uh, uh, cross-platform contracts uh, early in this project, and it was even a not called this way at that time. Uh, also, Xamarin Forms were at their beginning, and they were pretty close and uh, not uh, not allowing us to to do things differently. Uh, we had. Uh, for example, we had a situation to uh, overcome. It was a deadlock when you want to uh, cancel backward navigation. Uh, if you want to display uh, Are You Sure dialog on back, uh, you were basically deadlocked because uh, Android was calling that synchronously from the UI thread and you wanted to call dialog on the same UI thread and it was deadlock immediately. And we had similar issues with uh, a lot of things. It really depends if you hit back from the hardware button or from the page navigation itself or from all other stuff. So we have a lot. We had a lot of scenarios to cover and to overcome, and uh, that was that was really tricky. the The good good outcome of that is that if you want to use some native scenario for uh, Android native service, such as I don't know uh, calendar or some other task uh, you we put all those stuff that are not really depending on Xamarin forms into uh, Android depending libraries so basically you can use them either from Xamarin forms application or for from HTML5 application or from uh, some other maybe platform to come but you can use them from every and if you write it them once they you can use them uh, from all other stuff so uh, Navigation service must be different, of course, because they are using different UI technology, but the other things can be reusable and there is really a lot of work uh, done on that. So you should like to use some stuff like that. Uh, the, the second thing is that uh, as we uh, s uh, come up with several problems we, we, uh, we have to deal with, uh, also Xamarin forms continue to be developed and uh, and improved and some of those problems are obsolete now but some of still present but uh, it depends on on the version of Xamarin forms you want to use and then 
And then from a, you know, from a developer standpoint, as someone who would be using OpenMVVM, um, am I, yeah, I mean, you, you were mentioning the kind of quirks and differences of navigation across different platforms and whether you have back or hardware back buttons and that sort of thing. As a developer, is that something that I need to worry about? Or am I able to do, navig is navigation triggered from my sort of view model layer instead of the, the UI layer? Uh, there, there is two ways. One way is to, to handle navigation through the common contract from the view model. That's the uh, way the de developer will, will design application to do. And the other thing is if you have uh, uh, that uh, call from the, from the platform in itself, and that was a tricky part to, to support for every platform because you have a old bunch of ways to do navigation from the page or from the application itself, uh, phone calls, hardware buttons, and all other stuff. We were trying to uh, intercept all that calls and to give them back to the nav our navigation service so application would be aware of that happening. That was the main challenge uh, if we uh, use Xamarin Forms. Uh, 400, let me say, because you have uh, in navigation page, you have uh, option to have back button in the, in the page itself and the hardware back button. It was two completely different calls, but from the point of page lifecycle that should be uh, handled the same way you're trying to move from the page. And that was the one of the biggest challenges related to Xamarin Forms. So if I'm creating a new OpenMVVM project, um, you know, what would you recommend I structure my project? Uh, would you suggest like PCLs or, or net standard libraries or shared projects? Um, like you mentioned that you've, you've got stuff running on .NET Core. So is that is that already uh, available to download a NuGet that supports .NET Core from your end? Uh, that's the, the really good question. We are really uh, struggling and discussing these days what, what is the best option. Uh, we we are hardly uh, instructed to go with .NET standard these days, and that is the good way to support Mac and Linux and all the other stuff. Uh, but the other way, we have uh, .NET standard 2.0, and it does not support uh, Universal Windows Platform yet. It supports in Vnext, so it's really tricky to have. We, we want to have uh, one one uh, solution for everything, and it's really hard. Uh, so right now we have not uh, uh, pushed to GitHub anything related to Mac and Linux because we don't have uh, uh, we we don't have solution for every platform. Uh, one of the problem is with uh, dependency injection container because uh, uh, Ninjact we used uh, to to uh, put dependency injection cross platform. But uh, the version we used is not uh, supporting uh, .NET standard yet, uh, and if we support .NET standard, it has support for 2.0, and then we don't have support for Universal Windows Platform and <laughs> everything. So uh, I, I really, really uh, don't like uh, shared projects concept. It, uh, it's uh, it's cool, but uh, I think that PCLs are more more. Uh, uh, compiler friendly and uh, I really like them because you can compile them and you know what you have uh, uh, after that PCLs are really really good but .NET standard is something we are aiming for And but I think that world is not yet ready but it will be very soon 
And then what's the testability story like, both for the the sort of, um, you know, the view model model side of things that you have and the navigation and all that, and then um, also for the, the view layer? Like, I'm curious if there's anything there. Uh, related to testability, we, we were trying to cover all, uh, all tricky scenarios uh, related to framework uh, with our our next update to the GitHub, we will try to cover uh, especially binding layer. It's uh, most most critical uh, part of our system. And if you want to to test uh, application logic on the view model side, basically you can use uh, anything you you uh, you would like you would use if you are doing Xamarin or Universal Windows platform or any any kind of development you used to have. There is no difference in there. Uh, now you you said that uh, there is option for for improvement of testing itself with the recording of messages with the binding layer. So that can can be uh, something we will think of in the future. That's a really really great uh, idea from your side, and uh, that that can be a big plus of this technology. That is something that we will think of after this this call. Glad I could help. <laughs> You're welcome to help. <laughs> so, how does a, a new developer get started with Open MVVM? How do I start a new project? Uh, right now, you can uh, start from from our sample projects, and uh, we are we are really doing hard on on creating uh, Visual Studio templates and uh, NuGet packages for for everything and. Uh, uh, we hope that they will come up shortly on a, on a on a web. So uh, right now you can just download our samples and uh, start from there. There is a lot of uh, uh, tiny configuration bits on different platforms you need to have to be able to to uh, set everything up from blank projects. So that's the main reason we need to have uh, templates ready. Uh, it's really tricky because we have to cover a lot of platforms and a lot of SDKs and stuff like that. So that is a really never-ending story and really tricky to have uh, experience of users just hitting build and F5. That's <laughs> hardly ever, ever uh, successful because of uh, Android SDK versions, uh, Mac servers for building and stuff like that, but we are doing our best to have a, a lot, a, mostly of those tricky, tricky parts implemented, included in the templates, and just uh, maybe some guidelines for the most common errors you will face if you have wrong SDK or something like that. So we will update the readme for, with uh, that information to help people uh, start more easily. But if you if you use our our uh, samples project there is sample for almost every combination of technologies you can use with with uh, our framework it's really uh, really basic uh, stuff we're planning to to implement more complex samples uh, and uh, add it to github to see real world applications uh, i hope it will be a, a github repository browser or something like that and we will be glad to to add that contribution to our project to have people a real experience with the uh, web requests, uh, loaders, and all other stuff. 
Cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you've got on your side, you've got no shortage of uh, interesting problems to solve <laughs> and, and cool things coming up. But uh, but it, it sounds like the, you know, you're already able to obviously build, you know, full real world applications with this and it's all working, which is really cool. Um, you know, did we did we miss anything along the way that that our listeners should definitely know um, about open MVVM or features or, or things that are upcoming? Or should they just go try to get started playing with it? I think that they should uh, uh, download everything and try to build itself and to see uh, application layer on their own and try to maybe uh, debug things uh, using HTML plus C Sharp. That's a really interesting uh, way if you uh, use uh, web controls and uh, and uh, have been able to to uh, debug their behavior in in, in C Sharp. That's really awesome experience and it. Uh, that's something that I always wanted to do when doing a web design, <laughs> and uh, I think that that experience can can um, uh, uh, allow people to 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 get get to this framework and try to to develop on it or even contribute and help us to to build it. Uh, this is really just uh, covering right now basic functionalities and basic, basic scenarios. But uh, really, it's a good starting point, f- no matter what, if you want to start with HTML or with any other technology, it's a good starting point, at least. So you can you can start with it if you are doing anything and uh, change everything you want and do it in your project. And if you want to contribute, you're very welcome to, to help us to build this as a platform, as I think that it real, really uh, can uh, help... Uh, people that were uh, strongly focused on Microsoft development and desktop and mobile applications uh, have a really good platform in this new world where the Android iOS and the web is the primary focus on their development. So uh, let us uh, keep C-Sharp alive and and do the things uh, a new way. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll definitely include links in our show notes to to the project and everything you got going on. But uh, this was really cool to walk through. Thanks, guys, for taking the time to chat today. Thank you for your You're time. <laughs> We're very glad we had a chance to to share share our idea with you. Absolutely. And you know, as you make progress, maybe we'll have to have you back to talk about all the the new cool stuff you're working on. <laughs> we'll be glad to do that. <laughs> awesome. Well. Thanks to you guys again, and thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time on Don Mobile.